This episode delves into the language of Avaldor, which will contain some wizard swearing, and the word whore. Arango Filianus, everybody, which, as we all know, means greetings in the wizard tongue, or Avaldorian, as it's known. But how good is the rest of your vocab? I'm not fluent, but here to teach me is today's guest, Dr. Brian Spleen. He's a professor of linguistics at the University of Stoke-on-Trent and the creator of the wizard tongue in all of its nine dialects. There are a lot of scenes in Gun and Wand where characters are heard speaking in the language of magic, so I spoke to Dr. Spleen, mostly in English, about how to create a magical language from scratch. Brian Spleen. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Alfie. <laughs> Lovely to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe not so close to the mic, Brian. It's just, you know, yeah. yeah. I should say Arangorphilianus, Brian, as you're the inventor of the wizard language. Arangorphilianus. Yeah, you're a bit too far away now, actually. Yeah, um, it's fine. So you're a linguistics professor at the University of Stoke-on-Trent. Indeed. And you, you, you teach languages, but you don't only teach them, you, you create them as well. Could you talk me through how you go about inventing a language from scratch? Well, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a process which, which takes, you know, a very long time and um, meticulously, you know, adding each word um, until you, you have a, a language. Um, that, that's how I went about it. I think that's how our, you know, our, our forefathers went about it when they, you know, when the, the chimps... And um, Neanderthals started speaking, you know, that that was, you know, they didn't just come with, a, with with an entire dictionary. They, they, you know, they started with the little noises that then they become a language. And, 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 and I am no different than my Neanderthal brothers. <laughs> How long did it take you to create the Avaldorian language? Well, you, crea- you created it from scratch. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I have been working on it and it's not finished. It's a living thing. It's a growing organism. Oh, so you've been working on it this week? Yes, yes. I, uh, I created a new word on my way to this interview, in fact. Oh, what was the word? Glef. Glef. No, glef. 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 It's glef. Glef. Close. What does glef mean? It has no precise English translation, but roughly it means gay or hat. So the TV show Gun and Wand was based on the book uh, series Guns and Wands, Mm. uh, written by CHSF Hartington Mm. in 1973. Chapter 41. The doors of the wizard keep swung open and a hush fell over the hall. The Council of Avaldor stood to attention as the High King Wizard Moonbeam entered. The king's steps echoed around the stone walls as he took his place at a marble plinth, upon which was an ancient spell book, 20,000 pages thick, larger than any tome cherished by the dwarven scholars of the westerly provinces, or the elven scholars of the northwesterly provinces, or the normal human scholars also of the northwesterly provinces. The wizard king raised his wizened hand and placed it upon the leather cover of the book. His fingers curled around the book as he opened the book. 
As he opened the pages of the book with his hand, he uttered a word that had not been heard aloud in 14 generations. A beam of light spouted forth from the pages. The assembled noblemen gasped as a rift appeared above their heads. It was a portal. How much inspiration did you take from the magic words he wrote in his, his, his novels? Well, Hartington wrote a, a wizard glossary, but it's riddled, completely riddled with spelling errors. His rum and cocaine addiction was in its latter stages during this time. I mean, at one point in the book, I noticed that he spells with three E's. <laughs> That's mad. Isn't it? <laughs> he actually spelled the word for spells wrong. <laughs> so it fell to me to make sense of these glaring errors and build the language from the, 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 the ground up. So, so where do you start when building a language? I make what I call a grammar tree with all the cases and tenses, and then I make up some noises like this. What does that mean? Well, at this stage, nothing. But it's the beginning. It's the seed of the tree. Mm. So you wait for it to blossom. So how long did it take you to become fluent in Avaldorian? Oh, I'm not fluent. You're not fluent? No, fluent. <laughs> this was commissioned last April. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a human. There's many words. Seven million and two. Seven, oh, seven million and three, actually, because of the one I created on the way here. The gay hat one. Glef. No. So I'm, I'm drinking a cappuccino here. How do I say that in Avaldorian? They don't have cappuccinos in Avaldor. Cappuccinos in Avaldor. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose not. That would be. Come on. That wouldn't be realistic in any way. Imagine a dwarf with a cappuccino. Not even magic ones. That would make a, a mockery of Hartington's work. Well, they do actually, in the, some of the mystic provinces, they do have filter coffee. Could you teach me uh, any other words in Avaldorian, like any, any cl- curse words? What are the worst curses in Avaldorian? I. It's very. The, the, if I was given one penny. For every time at a party where somebody asks me that, I'd be a, I would have a lot of money. Oh, um, you, you you go to a lot of parties. Well, no, I I mean it more as in the phrase. No, I, I, no one's asked me at a party, but maybe in forums. And um, could you? Well, no. What I'm saying is that I, it's difficult because people just want to know about that. But it's I I couldn't really. I, well, there are a few. There's um, you know, there's um, glyphnut, glyphnut, glyphnut. Whore. 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 Glyphnet. Oh, yes, we hear Jeremy Irons. He shouts that at one point to um, his, his handmaiden mm. here in the show. Yes. He says Glyphnet and he throws the, the bread roll. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting scene. And I think Glyphnet, you know, really allows us to understand the, you know, w- w- what's going on in the scene because it means whore. You know, I don't like to say some of these because of, you know, the, the connotations and, and uh, as such, but um, retnerhut. Retnerhut, yeah. What does that mean? Cunt. Have you ever made up any other languages before? Maybe like when you were a kid or... Yes, yes. Well, when I was uh, in, in school, I would come up with my own secret languages mm. and, uh, <laughs> and um, yes, use them to, you know, sort of be able to talk behind you know without people understanding me what was that called oh god now dranglian 
What did Dranglian sound like? I mean, it, it's embarrassing, really, when I you know think of it because the complexity of Avaldori, you know, I'm I'm bowled over with. But the um, you know, it was one of my first languages, so it's much much simpler. It's sort of mainly sort of. <laughs> Was that a word you just said there? No, no. That was, think of it as a, a, a foundation of a house. You, you, you build it, uh, vowels. You know, we, we, in the English language, we have A, we have E, we have I, we have U, and Dranglian. It <laughs> starts simple. When did you come up with this uh, sound? Mm-hmm. We, we, did, do you have it, your school girls? Uh, there were girls, yeah, yeah. At my school, yeah. Yeah, we so we, we there was a, a disco at the end of the uh, year, and I wanted to invite. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to invite Emily, and I knew that she was you know she's very popular, um, mm. and um, to stand out, I thought you know I'd I'd use Dranglian. Ah yes, so classic I, move. You know, I found my moment, and I yeah, went. To, I went well, <laughs> and I went to her, and I said, <laughs> and um, she uh, she didn't respond. Ideally, she kicked me in the testicles. Which allowed me to come up with a, a second word, which was, <coughs> which means ouch. But it was, and I had to go to the surgery. So uh, my, the main character of Gun and Wand, Pinky Black, mm-hmm. is, is seen learning the magic words of Avaldor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we see that process on screen. But behind the scenes, you were teaching Harry, the, the, the guy who played him, of course, how to speak these words. Uh, could you tell, tell me about how that process was? What was he like as, as a student of the, of the language? He is, um, well, you know, compared to my other students in, at the university, he's, uh, you know, he, he, he certainly has a, his, his method. He's a passionate man. Yeah, he's very passionate. He, he um, a session would be booked in with the director. We would do one to... Two hours was the, the, the allotted time and I would um, be, be going there. But they would often be nine to sometimes 10, 15 hours. What would you be doing for 15 hours? Um, you know, with, 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 with Harry, he would, he would come up with um, new words and I'd say, that's great, that's a new word. And he would say, no! And he would sort of, you know, want to do, uh, start again. And um, it, would, it would go long on to the night. But... As you can see from the series, it's it's paid paid dividends, mm. and we we you know we're on good terms, Harry and I. We we chat. Are you still in touch with Harry? I speak to his agent. Yes. So you're on set with with Harry. That's very exciting. Mm. That, you know, filming in Peru. How was that? It was. Um, well, it's marvelous to to travel, you know. And um, I I didn't see a lot of the outside of Harry's trailer. Um, as I said, this, the sessions were long and, he, and he, he, he would like me to be there uh, in case he needed to come back. So I, I didn't see any of the set, but I did see some photographs and it looked marvellous. Oh, you, you only spent time in his trailer. You, so you, you can't have been there that long uh, uh, it was, in, in total. Well, no, it's only one and a half months. What's what's Harry's trailer like? Um, or, well, it's it has a lot a lot of sort of storage space. You know, these they really put it on for these um, these A listers. You know, but um, a magnificent trailer. Um, I didn't see all of the trailer. I was in a, a sort of an area 
that was, you know, one section of it. Um, and I would, you know, go to the, the kitchen, the toilet, whatnot. But um, so he had, um, you know, these marvelous bedroom um, that I walked yeah. through to, to, to get to it. And, um, you know, huge bed. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Well, I sort of, yeah, passed through. Um, but, and he would, you know, it, was, it wasn't just me in the caravan. Uh, uh, There's women but I was in the other bit. So, Brian, as you know, we end every podcast with a farewell in Avaldorian, in the wizard tongue. Uh, Arandax Bolokor, Brian. Arandax Bolokor. Skranda Yelorf Nart. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. And Dranglian. <coughs> <coughs> Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Alfie. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and let us know what you think of Gun and One so far. We'll play some of your voice notes in a later episode. For now, as Pinky Black would say, Ta-ta.